Well, B, I've been wondering this whole time, what day is today? <laughs> Welcome to What Day Is Today podcast, where we tell you what day is today. Wow, maybe this time we might want to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I guess that would be a good idea. My name is Branson Freed. I go by B and B Freed sometimes, which is obnoxious. I swear I'm not a hippie. Oh, yeah, yeah, the be free. I was like, wait, why would that make you a hippie? Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Uh, and I'm Christian Freed, and I go by my name. So, there you go. If you can't tell, I'm a little irritated. We just spent the last, like, hour trying to get audio stuff going. So, hey, man, Inside Baseball, woo! We can get that inside look at episode two. <laughs> well, today is July 12th, and we've got all kinds of holidays to celebrate today. We have National Pecan Pie Day. We have Eat Your Jello Day. We have National Different Colored Eyes Day, Paper Bag Day, and last but not least, National Simplicity Day. Okay, like I, I hope because it was your turn to do the research this time. I really hope that you have an idea of who specifically came up with these days because some of them it's like. Okay, if it were International Jello Day, that's fine, but it's like, eat your Jello Day. Like, is that some sort of government sponsored program that, like, it's like a Banana Republic except with Jello? Or, you know, government sponsored Banana Republic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was only one of the days I could actually figure out a little bit of the history of the actual holiday and not just interesting stuff about the subjects. Okay. okay, celebrate. Okay, um, what day what day was the one that you could come up with stuff for? So the one holiday that I actually have a little bit of an idea of what it's supposed to really be about uh, is of course the weirdest one, National Simplicity Day. Oh I was really expecting it to be literally any of the other ones. <laughs> right? <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so July twelfth happens to also be Henry David Thoreau's birthday. And he wrote a bunch of poems and essays about like living naturally and simplistically. Which I'd like to point out the irony of using one of the most complicated mediums for expressing thoughts and be like, hey man, keep it simple, bro. <laughs> even though this will require like 12 rereadings to even sort of start to understand the context. Right. Yeah. So... For those of you that don't know, Henry David Thoreau is an American naturalist, essayist, slash poet. Uh, his famous work, his most famous work, at least, is Resistance to Civil Government, better known as Civil Disobedience. You know, the poem that was assigned to us to read in high school, and none of us did. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I did not read that. Um, <laughs> wait, so are you telling me that like he coined the term Civil Disobedience? No, actually, his original essay was, that people call civil disobedience was called Resistance to Civil Government. Well, as much as I want to crap on Thoreau, I like the cut of his jib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's one of those self, self-hating sort of things, I suppose. Um, okay, well, tell me more. Yeah, so some of the quotes from his works are things such as, that government is best which governs least, which I can get behind. I think that's cool. Okay. And then we've also got all good things are wild and free. Except bears. Except bears. 
<laughs> bears, oh. bears are not a good thing. <laughs> there, I said it. Bears are bad. Hot take. Uh, also, I'm realizing um, that Discord must also think that's the case because our creepy little recording bot, its little pin is, its little like face screen thing is definitely a bear behind a microphone. Especially a bad bear. It's, it's, it's a very bad bear. <laughs> Even Hollywood says bears are bad, such as bad news bears. <laughs> well, Brother Bear, like one of the bears in that was good. I think. I don't know. I never actually watched it. Yeah. See, even Disney's, like, their worst movie that they put out was Bears. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay. I, I Do you remember any of the, the like, because I, I can't remember the movie at all, except that there were, like, mooses, or me, mo- moose? Meese? There, there, there were some mooses, and uh, they had those Canadian accents, and they were, like, the comic relief. But was the villain a bear? Because, I mean, with Lion King, like, you know, there's a good lion, and then there's, like, you know, the not-so-great fascist lions. Yeah. Yeah, the, I only remember the Moose Mises from commercials because I never actually watched Brother Bear. I just watched many, many commercials with the Mooses. Yeah, okay, Sam. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that 100%, without a doubt, the bad guy was also a bear. Therefore, bears, not so good. They're too wild and way too free. Or actually, hey, but the, the good bears are the ones that are much less wild and not nearly as free. Yeah. Zoo bears, circus bears, way better bears. Dude, zoo bears are the and circus bears are the only two two wearing bears. Best bears, they're ballerina bears. Ballerina bears are best bears. <laughs> uh, which yeah, so, which bear? We, we we answered the age old question: Which bear is best? Uh, <laughs> ballerina bears, Battlestar Galactica. There we go. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so. I looked up a couple of suggested ways to celebrate this holiday, National Simplicity Day, mm-hmm. and they were upsetting. Uh, one of them was to think about moving into a tiny house. Oh, so um, poverty for for upper middle class white people that now are out of their parents' house and don't have money. It's trailer parks for for uh, people that want to rebrand trailer parks. Yeah, it's for people that refuse to live in the trailer park, so they make a trailer and live somewhere away and from they park parks. It. Yeah, and they park it somewhere away from trailer parks. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, do really love the the idea of uh, of tiny homes being this thing where it's like, yeah, yeah, you don't, we don't need that. I feel like it's it's a combination between like rebranding poverty and uh, men trying to convince attractive hat wearing women. That they should uh, they should marry them despite them having you know little resources. A good way to trick them into your <laughs> tiny cave. No, 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 no. See, the thing is, like, you don't need a boat. What you need is me with a French press in a teeny tiny box. That's a trailer that I'm going to call a tiny home. The thing that I noticed about like these couple suggestions that I found on how to celebrate. Yeah, it makes everything in your life significantly more complicated like having a tiny home makes your life way more complicated having to find a place to park your home yeah it seems like organization is yeah you have to park your home organization is really complicated uh trying to like i I, I mean if you totally simplify your life it's like okay well i guess i don't really need mail anymore and i don't need to go to the grocery store and all that but i'm gonna go ahead and say going to the grocery store is 
less complicated than like, oh, I will forge my own berries and hopefully not die Christopher McCandless style from the wrong mushrooms. He was wild and free and also bad. <laughs> that was that was that was another one of those high school things that everybody was uh was required to read and not a single person read the damn thing. We all like watched some of the movie in class and thought about reading some of the spark notes. Yeah, I read some of that book and the little bit that I did read, I was like, wow, I just kinda hate this guy. I don't want to read any more about him. <laughs> yeah, why why did we why was that required reading? It didn't really make much sense because, like, I'm with you. He was irritating, but also, like, I mean, I'm not arrogant enough to think that strangers would want to listen to my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would want to listen so, to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who would want to listen to two random punk ass kids talk about uh, living simply for some reason? <laughs> I do want to say, I feel like Dad ruined us in our perception of kid, because I'll talk about somebody I work with who's, like, 30, and I'll be like, yeah, he's a cool, like, he's, he's a nice kid. Me being 25, talking about a 30-year-old yeah. dude, and she's like, he's not a well, kid, he's a 30-year-old man. He's a man. I, I mean, I suppose, I guess, like, somewhat, it de- like, I think maybe it depends on their interests. Like, if someone owns an arcade stick, they're a kid. like maybe 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 that's part of it um but the the older i get the more i find that it's like 30 is actually quite young and i think it kind of depends on context like i would say i'm more of a kid than you are probably i mean technically i get people drunk on a bike yeah and i own an arcade stick somewhere which i can't seem to find which is as we've discussed the only precursor for being a kid Yes, yes, and how excited you are at the idea of trading cards. Which, trading cards are pretty sweet. I mean, if someone was like, hey, bro, you want this Black Lotus? I'd be like, I know what that is, and I am, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the fact that we know that that's worth money is upsetting. Yeah, like the... I mean, okay, like, Logan Paul, I don't know, like, I don't know if you watched the fight the other day. I stupidly got duped into watching the thing because I knew it would be boring because what's his face? Uh, uh, who's, who's the boxer guy that, uh, Mayweather, uh, Mayweather was fighting Logan Paul, like essentially both of them for a big ass paycheck. And Logan Paul is actually a pretty decent boxer as far as I can tell. But the thing is Floyd Mayweather is the most boring fighter in history to watch. Because the whole thing is, if you're if maybe if you really know what you're talking about, which clearly I don't, he's entertaining because it's like it's like that episode of The Simpsons when Lisa goes and watches the jazz musician. It's like you have to listen to all the notes she's not playing. Yeah. Oh, you have to look at all the like punches he's not throwing and all the like ducking he's doing. And it's like, oh my god, yeah. Except like I didn't pay to see someone not hit a guy. <laughs> So, anyway, um, something. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, Logan Paul walked out wearing a um, Charizard 10 out of 10 rating, uh, like, perfectly mint condition card in, like, bulletproof Lucite strapped to his chest. That was his, like, Flava Flav clock when he was walking out, which I thought was actually pretty fucking hilarious. But 
That guy's a kid. <laughs> I couldn't I, possibly think of a better way to scream I am a child. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, he's oldish. I mean, you know, probably approaching 30. And the dude had like a bajillion dollars when he was 18 because he was just memeing on everybody and fighting. And, yeah. you know, see, the thing is, he's not living simply. That's the problem. He 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 bought a, bought a bus and called it like, oh, he bought a school bus and called it the cool bus, which, again, that's a kid. <laughs> yeah, if he couldn't come up with a better pun than that. Yikes. But I will say, like, I mean, if I could do that, I suppose I would probably try that for a while and be like, maybe this will this will do it for me. Maybe this will make me happy. Yeah, yeah, maybe buying a cool bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better than getting a tiny home and moving out and living in middle of nowhere, Colorado, I suppose. Yeah, or doing the other thing that is suggested to celebrate Simplicity Day, which is... I think that would simplify your life, uh, because you're going to be insufferable and no one's going to want to talk to you ever. So all you're going to have is like your dog and a half and your baby that nobody's going to like because he's going to be a weirdo that you homeschool and your like weird hat wearing girlfriend or wife that loves coffee and has opinions about pour over. So life simplified when no one wants to talk to you. Yeah. And good thing that you already don't live near anybody, so they don't have to deal with that. <laughs> exactly. So maybe Thoreau was onto something. Maybe. Maybe just send all, all those bears out to get rid of the people in tiny houses. Okay, that would severely simplify your life is if you went and hung out with bears for a while. Cause... Yeah, that would make things done <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other way that was, that was so stupid... Um, the other way that they suggested to celebrate National Simplicity Day is to go zero waste, which is where you never buy anything with packaging. That's also the least celebratory thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I'm going to cut loose and not purchase or use any products with plastic around them. Yeah. Yeah, which, again, that makes your life way less simple. I suppose, like, I'm trying to think, it's like, okay, I was like, hand me a beer to celebrate, and it's like, well, you can't hand it to me in a can or a bottle, I guess the, like, maybe someone would have to, like, super soaker it at you, as long as you continue reusing that super soaker for that purpose, or maybe, like, baby bird it in your mouth (laughs) right out of the cake. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, maybe that's just a good excuse to, like, get a full keg. Yeah, but that, isn't that a big can? Yeah, but they get reused. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so you just have a good excuse to get blitzed off of an entire keg of beer and celebrate. The more time goes on, the more I like Thoreau and his ideas. Good idea, Thoreau. Get a keg. There we go. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, speaking of simplifying, I, like, decided the other day I'm going to take a month off of drinking because I've kind of realized that there's nothing to do in New Orleans that isn't drinking. Like, you're rude if you don't drink everywhere you go and i've just been kind of like not doing anything in particular except for like just being a place with drink in hand so i'm trying to see like i'm trying to live my life more simply and not drink for a while but i anticipate i'm gonna have a whole lot less quote friends all of a sudden and uh a whole lot of free time on my hands 
Yeah, do you have anything planned for that free time? Living simply. Becoming one with the bears. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that, that, that seems to be part of the problem is that I'm like, okay, what do I do at this time? And it's like, okay, I tried jujitsu for a bit, but honestly, those people are... They're all like Jocko listeners. You know what I mean? Those people are insufferable without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all like, the, they're like, oh man, I'm waking up early and getting after it and all that. And it's like, cool. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I'll get after it 2 p.m. <laughs> Dude, I woke up at 4 today. PM. It's bad. Jeez. Oh, Second day in a row. Well, I screwed up last week. I, I woke up at like well, I I went to bed at like nine o'clock in the morning one day and it's been stuck with me ever since. And that's kind of been like part of the uh inspiration to maybe not go on a bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> and and I've also noticed that like a lot of the folks around here, like, they have simple pleasures where they're like, well, I just want to go listen to live music and be under the influence of something. And, you know, people in, like, Austin or Colorado, they're like, I need a, like, canoe for canoeing and running, like, and hiking and all, the, all that sort of stuff. Like, they're doing stuff. Like, they're playing Ultimate Frisbee for whatever reason, and they're doing stuff. But out here, it's just like, yesterday, someone called me and they were like, Hey, come over. I am drunk and on ketamine, and I just left a show. What are you up to? And I was like, geez. <laughs> and this is someone that's like, they're an attorney, and they make like, I think like 250K a year or something like that. So technically, their life's together, but they're just like messed up on ketamine on a Monday. Like, Oof. Maybe people have a point about this place where it's like everyone's a kid. Yeah, New Orleans is gross. <laughs> yeah, man. I know that's why you like it. <laughs> I suppose, but maybe it's that same problem I always had where it's like I like to hang out with people where it's easier for me to be like, well, at least I'm not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. You're going to be the least messed up in the room. <laughs> I guess that's a good place to be. Yeah, I was arguing with, uh, with some of my friends recently because... One of the guys I lived with that, like, I love to the ends of the earth. He's a, he's a good man. He's also an alcoholic, and there's no question about it. And uh, he and his girl recently broke up, which is very sad because they're an like great couple. Love both of them. But part of the reason why was because he couldn't handle his alcohol, and he got too drunk, and he said some rude things about, like, a family member that probably deserved it, honestly. But then, since the girl's family kind of, like, has complete control over her because their daughters still live at home with them, she's 24, which is, like, lame but acceptable, and her sister is 32 and has never lived anywhere except for home, which is embarrassing. Um, but anyhow, like, so these parents are like, hey, you can't date this boy anymore. He's a drunk, which they're right. <laughs> like he is a drunk but also her problem is well you shouldn't date this girl anymore she is a mama's boy like i mean mama's girl you know what i mean like yeah you both have problems but at least the sweet part was that the mom offered to go to aa meetings with this friend of mine dang that's really cool i thought so too 
because I guess she she was an alcoholic. I was just gonna say, unless she's an average New Orleanian, New New Orleans, New Orleanian, yeah, uh, yeah, but, that but, one. But but the thing is, like, I thought that was actually very kind and noble. Although it would be difficult because it's like, wait, hold on, like I I just went through a breakup and now I have to like accept the fact that I'm a freaking alcoholic. Like that's tough. Oh, so it wasn't like uh, you can still date my daughter as long no. as you're going to. Oh, that's never mind. That's. I mean, that's sweet of her to offer, but also, like, yeah, there's no way he's doing Technically that. inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. But, like, a couple things with that. The first is, I assume it's a, you can't date my daughter unless you do this with me and show me that you care about her and blah, 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 right? And can rise above. Yeah. Which isn't technically their place, but, right. and hence, part of the big problem. But yeah. it's still genuine and kind. The thing that bugged me was everybody else's response, including this friend of mine's like parents was like, how dare they say you're an alcoholic? They're just boring, which it's like, no, come on. We, I love this guy, but he's an alcoholic. Like, I think part of the problem, and I think I, I'm somewhat thankful that I became addicted to nicotine was now I can understand, oh, yeah, getting addicted to stuff happens. And it doesn't mean you're strictly a scumbag. It's just that we're not as like strong with things as we like think we are, or as in control with stuff. So maybe we should accept the fact that we're weak sometimes, and it doesn't automatically mean we're a garbage human being. Yeah, because this guy still goes to work. He's just drunk all the time, just not at work. Yeah, sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was really irritated to notice that like all my friends were like. Come on, he's not an alcoholic. I'm like, okay, imagine him in any other city in the world. Comes home from work, he takes a dump at the exact same time, like, which is, you can set your watch to it, it's wild. And then he... It's wild and free, like all good things. (laughs) Immediately afterwards, he'll either go take a nap, or he will turn on Fox News and open up Drudge Report and then sit in the same spot on the couch. You can see his butt print there. Like, we refer to it as his throne. He would sit there from, like, 4.45 until around 8 o'clock, which is when Tucker Carlson would end. And during that period of time, he would drink two full, like, big plastic bug cup things, like a Bubba Keg-type situation, full of mostly... Maker's Mark with a little bit of Diet Pepsi, and we called it a Dranky Poo. And that's a lot. Yeah, and that would be like every weekday night. And obviously, like I'm not saying he's bad for doing that. Like he's not. I love the guy. But also, drinking alone while watching TV, and then he'd get so inebriated that like you couldn't talk with him anymore. Like the things he said wouldn't make sense. The pauses would be way too long. And like that's pretty obviously. An alcoholic. And also, I'm the pot calling the kettle black here, because, like, the last... Like, I woke up at four today. <laughs> the last the last weekend, like, I went out drinking all weekend for no express purpose, aside from, like, I'm celebrating, you know? Fourth, Fourth of July, you know? Ooh! Celebrating. That's literally a holiday every day. <laughs> as, as you can you know, see right. in this podcast. You know what? I should, br- I should break my uh, no drinking this month rule. Crack a beer because we are celebrating after all the twelfth of July. Yeah, it's the twelfth of July. You can have a beer with your pecan pie. 
<laughs> I, well, the bourbon goes well with pecan pie, you know? Oh, so yeah, it's, it's being a connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I was just really irritated with all these friends being like, but what? No, like he is not. I'm like, dude, we have to look at ourselves and be like, yeah, maybe we all are a little bit and him is. <laughs> like, and with us helping him recognize that, that will help him be better as opposed to like, denying the obvious truth it sounds like there's a very different bar pun intended uh, in new orleans for alcoholics yes there's one there's like two on every block <laughs> let's dive in a little bit into national pecan pie day which it's pecan it's not pecan it's not pecan pecan yeah here here uh i i think like they call them those different things but uh, they call uh, what, what pralines. They call them pralines, just to Ooh. be irritating. Yeah, there's nothing about it that's spelled praline, but you know that's one of those good old con situations. And they're kind of shitty. They're not good. There, I said it. <laughs> well, I learned that pecan actually comes from French, which they call them pecans. Um, oh, do they do they call them pecans or pecans? <laughs> They would call them pecans. Would they, like, do they do the hard consonants? I thought, like, everything's like a vowel. Yeah, they probably just slur pecan out. Pecan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. All right, from now on, it's pecan pie. <laughs> but before that, since pecans are actually native to the southern area of North America, so basically the U.S. South, um, oh, it was no. actually Algonquin. It was pecan. Okay, what's Algonquin aside from, like, a region in um, GTA 4? <laughs> it's a specific tribe of Native Americans. Huh. The more yeah, and they used, they used to farm pecan and call them pecans. Did they call them pecans? Yeah. Yeah, they call them pecans. Or pecans. And the French picked up that obnoxious stereotype from the Algonquin <laughs> tribe. Yeah, exactly. Fact. That's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Since I only really think of pecan pie when it comes to southern food, I completely forgot that it's actually a big deal for Thanksgiving for a lot of people. You forget that. That's the only time we ever had it. No, the only time I ever have it is when I eat at South in Sacramento. Yeah, but you also had a youth, and I was there for it. And the only time we ever had pecan pie was... And I used to get mad, because Aunt Nini would be like, I'll make it! And we are like, no! Because <laughs> she was a terrible cook, for those of... The, all of you listening. <laughs> wonderful woman. Not the best skill when it came to the kitchen. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Also can burn water. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear, like... Maybe it's because she got them, but there's something... Like, she, she started just getting them from Costco, remember? And, oh, like, yeah. I remember even that freaked me out. I'm like, no, she's going to find a way to burn it somehow. <laughs> and it wasn't a take and bake. It was like, a, here we go. It's done. And she'd be like, oh, well, what are you supposed to, uh, like, I need to cook this thing that's already cooked. Maybe I'll just burn it a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, dude, you had pecan pie all the time for Thanksgiving only. I think it's just because I wasn't a fan of nuts when I was little. So I just oh, wouldn't so you eat just it. ate the pumpkin one? Yeah, so I'd eat pumpkin pie all the time. All the time on Thanksgiving. Oh, you moron. Pecan pie is where it's at. Yeah, pecan pie is super good. Yeah. Yeah, and also South has the best pecan pie. Oh, South has such good pecan pie. Unless Sarah Lee wants to 
sponsor us. And then uh, South has the most inferior pie to Sarah Lee brand pecan pie that I've ever had. Yeah, exactly. Marie Calendars, are you listening? We can endorse your pecan pie. <laughs> and uh, we have similar branding because calendar, what day is it today? Eh? Eh? Yeah. All right, bring it on, Marie Calendars. <laughs> Give us that sweet, sweet sponsorship money. And that sweet, sweet pecan pie. <laughs> and how? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to pull up too much about pecans other than the actual pronunciation of it and the fact that it's around during Thanksgiving because pecan harvest season is September through November, so it lines up just right to when we have a bunch of extra nuts floating around. That's... But, like, yeah. that's all you, like, could find on pecan pie? Yeah, I found a surprisingly small amount of stuff on pecan pie. Don't worry, because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Jello in particular. Um, I suppose we're moving on from pecan pie. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. What am I supposed Ooh. to say? Pecan pie tastes good. It was originally pronounced pecan. <laughs> That's oh about my God. what I got. We're worthless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How like how are you worse at this than I am? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I have more free time on my hand and not a wife, so, you know, there we go, that does help. Yeah, I did all my research with the, like, collective hour I had between a bunch of things, so it was, like, three minutes here and there. <laughs> like, you, you, you didn't even tell me, like, what's the main basis for pecan pie, like... Pecans. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> How much Asshole. value do we bring to you, listener? <laughs> you make pecan pie with pecans. Let's move on to paper oh, bags. <laughs> I feel so slapped by that comment. Anyway, okay, continue. Paper bag day is a bizarre one to me. I really, I really hope this has something to do with the fact that they charge me for bags at the grocery store, and that California is really irritating and uses inferior bagging materials. When you didn't know that? Tell me about these better bagging materials. Plastic bags are better bags. Than paper bags. What do you mean? <laughs> Please explain. It's it's self evident. B. Um, okay. Now I have to develop this hot take into an actual thought. Uh, so I I used to get really irritated because I, I don't know what was it like eight years ago something like that in California they passed something because there were too many bags flying around San Francisco and L A. You know people would just take their bags and be like oh I'm done with these bags just throw them. When we all know the best thing to do with plastic bags is have a million bajillion of them in some drawer in your kitchen or underneath your sink for some reason that you'll never actually use. And when you need a plastic bag, you forget about it. Yeah, the best use for a plastic bag is to tuck thousands of other plastic bags into that one. Yes, exactly. Which you can't do with paper bags, you hear that? (laughs) Um, So there was this tax levied on, like, bags that was passed on to the consumer where you have to pay 10 or 15 cents for every bag you use at the grocery store, which incentivized weirdos and dad to start bringing their own bags to the grocery store, which honestly, to me, it's worth the, the 15 cents to not have to deal with that. However, that tax shouldn't exist in the first place because it's one of the most like babying, irritating government overreaches of all time. Why can't we be more like the bears? 
Why can't we be more like the what? The Uyghurs? The bears. Oh, the bears. <laughs> the government which is best is that which governs least. Thanks, Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, that sounds like something a bear would say, so that they uh, they can chop on as many people as they, as they want and not get, like, you know, government intervention. Yeah. The thing that all bears are most worried about. <laughs> I mean, technically, I would say that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> whether they know it or not right um, but yeah i hate paper bags they're always like the handles are always always falling off and then oh carry by the bottom yeah well how many can you shove into one arm at once it's like you can carry two maybe three paper bags at once from the grocery store and we all know since we're men the only way to carry bags back from the car into your house is all at once and you can only do that with plastic bags yeah, but the other manly thing you can do is shove as much or as many of your groceries into a single bag as you possibly can, which paper is better for. <laughs> you may have a point there. <laughs> okay, also, that was something that was irritating. The plastic bags that are normally used at grocery stores, those were banned. However... Very upset about that. Slightly different plastic bags are totally a-okay if they use more material... They're fine. Why? I've been so confused about that since they changed over the bags, too. I miss the flimsy little ones that if you did stuff too much in it, the handles would just, like, stretch until they snap. Yeah, well, move to a state that isn't stupid. And we have plastic bags galore. And also, I don't see many of them, like, blowing around town, so I don't know really where this concern is. Maybe it's California people. They're like, oh, well, California people are jerks, and they, they pretend like they care about recycling until they have the opportunity to throw plastic bags on the street. All right, so sorry, tell me more about paper bags, the inferior bag. So one of the things that I do want to mention about paper bags is they're both the worst and best way to wrap a gift. I'm not talking about the grocery store bags. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> gift bags. <laughs> I, I, I just had this thought where I was like, well, I mean, paper bags are really good for putting over an ugly person's head. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess so. plastic bags would probably be better and more effective because then oh, you wouldn't geez. have them around anymore. <laughs> well, I hate that that's almost exactly what I thought as soon as what? I saw that we were celebrating paper bag day. Not the second half. You took that in a very weird direction. <laughs> well, the first half, I mean, that one's obvious. It's like, okay, you put it over someone's head. But yeah, that that's uh, that's that's a joke that only I tend to say out loud. I'm sure I'm not the only one that can think of it. I do have to say that the best insult of all time is to call somebody a double bagger. Woof. Have you heard of this one? It's the idea that one bag isn't enough to contain their ugliness. No, it's way worse than that. It's oh, one good. bag for their head and another bag for <laughs> yours just in case theirs falls off. <laughs> Oh, I have a story for you after we stop recording. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Remind me, I refuse to tell that while recording. <laughs> oh, no. It's totally not related, I promise. <laughs> okay, so sorry I interrupted. <laughs> oh, man, I'm pretty much getting through all of these. Not only are all of these holidays that we're celebrating lesser holidays, but I'm really trying to breeze through these extra lesser ones like paper bag day. <laughs> Cause Good luck breezing through them while I'm here. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Gonna go on a lot of little side tangents here. Uh, but yeah, being my first job was at a grocery store, being a bagger, I prefer paper bags a lot. Paper bags are well, way better. It just because, like, they're, well, you can set them up and then you can, like, place groceries inside of them much easier, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can Lego brick your groceries in them, not have everything, like, mushed together by the sides of the bag. Yeah, but that's only helpful for you, who's not the one that's, like, carrying them. But what about smushed groceries <laughs> by the sides of the bag? Plastic doesn't smush groceries with its heavy sides. Yeah. yeah okay, you're right. One, one of them's more of a bo- one of them's like a little cardboard box, and the other yeah. one, like, it's a sack. It's just like it's a, bi- a hobo bindle of groceries. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrate paper bag day. Worst boxes. Paper bags are worst boxes, and also. Every time, okay, you were going to talk about this. Every time that I get a present in a paper bag, I'm like, it's a worse box. (laughs) You (laughs) lazy son of a bitch. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Paper bags are the best and the worst gift wrap because it's the best because I'm lazy. And it's the worst because, yeah, and it looks good, but it's not fun to open. I remember when I was getting a gift for Natalie, I, uh, I spent hours learning how to like properly use decorative tissue paper, and I'm kind of mad. You have a lot of time on your hands. I do have a lot of time on my hands. Well, hey, I like you know me when there's a girl that I care deeply about. I'm like, oh, the details matter. I'm gonna go ahead and say she did not give two shits about how fucking perfect that tissue paper looked, and it was like. I, I did it with, like, three different colors of tissue paper, too, and it was perfect. Ooh. It was a mom level of, uh, of wrapping job. Which we appreciate so much when we are given mom level wrapping jobs, but we never give anybody else mom level wrapping paper jobs. I have now started doing mom level wrap jobs in the uh, better version of paper bags, which is boxes. Yes. <laughs> Celebrate paper bag day with a better version of a paper bag. The box. Wait, okay, so why was paper bag day started? That is a good question. I wasn't able to find anything about why paper bag day was started, but what I was able to find is that it's celebrated. Like, this is just July 12th is the U.S. paper bag day, and they have it in most countries that have stupid holidays like this. Like, they have it in the U.K., they have it in India. Like, on different days. Uh, well, I wonder if Paper Bag Day is, like, a lesser version of Boxing Day, which is, um, isn't it, like, the day after Christmas in the UK? They call it Boxing Day. That's right. Which is, like, essentially, return all that shit, because we know that people are bad at giving gifts. <laughs> Door credit only. They probably gave it to you in a paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> Take it out of the higher quality box and put it in a bag and bring it to us and Store credit. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to think that it's probably some sort of, like, you know, environmental whatever, where it's like, oh, paper bag day, get rid of those darn superior plastic bags and complicate your life a little bit since you've been spending all your time simplifying. You, you know, it's, maybe it's time to complicate just a little bit. Yeah, I just love the idea that this is such an amazing holiday idea that at least three people across the world have come up with 
and implemented a holiday for it? Probably not separately. I'm assuming it's like one organization. It's just well, very but then they would strange. do it on the same day. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So apparently there's a lot of people that are really passionate about paper bags. Or maybe it has something to do with like, I mean, who would be passionate about paper bags? That'd be stupid. <laughs> um, but like, okay, maybe it could be something seasonal related. Like, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, you want paper bag day during the summer, which for them would be like December. Because reasons. Yeah. That's probably why they did it. That's the only explanation. Well, what, what other day we got now that we've, you know, said everything you could possibly say about Pecan Pie Day? Yeah. We really went thoroughly through Pecan Pie Day. Uh, okay, also yeah. something I want to do, and not, not to get totally off subject, you know, not that I... But um, in the future, I kind of want to do, like advertising like maybe once a month i want to just like talk about certain ads that just like drive me nuts and who could have possibly come up with that concept and how it came to be because i've always thought like i could do a better job than that and they got paid how much to come up with that terrible idea i am definitely in so listeners be on the lookout for podcast two the ad podcast apocalypse Oh, that's going to be the name. Probably not, but maybe. Uh, that's not bad. Although, I find it kind of unfortunate that I said I'd be better at marketing and come up with such a shit name. And somebody's going to make a podcast about our horrible ad ideas. It's called Synergy, Branson. <laughs> you got to learn about it in the, in the marketing world. Yeah, where you learn to come up with names like Adpodcalypse. Yeah. You know, it's easy to spell. <laughs> okay, well, next day, next day, save me. <laughs> no, I'm going to let you drown a little bit in that idea. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm suffocating as if someone used a higher quality bag on me. <laughs> Let's talk about National Different Colored Eyes Day. Talk about terrible names. Talk about terrible names. Am I right? Boo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible name. Yeah. And also, so we, are we talking like you and I have different color eyes, or like you know those girls on TikTok that are pretending to have two separate color eyes, and they're clearly uh, they have uh, contacts in. Oh yeah. Oh, it's that one. It's it's definitely the two different colored eyes on the same person. Which there's a much shorter name for that than different colored eyes, and it's heterochromia. They're not going to call it heterochromia day. Yeah, but that's, that's what it is. And they have plenty of other... Like, no, it's not. It's pecan pie day. <laughs> you really want to talk about pecan pie? Yeah, I'm disappointed. You're like, the amount of information you came up with on pecan pie is shockingly low. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the one I did the least research on next to paper bag day. <laughs> <laughs> you did more research on this stupid one? <laughs> okay, yep. sorry. Keep going. I, I'm basically complaining with not a lot of solutions here. <laughs> so, I spent way more time researching National Different Colored Eyes Day than I did Pecan Pie Day and Paper Bag Day I'm, combined. I'm hoping it's because it was shockingly interesting. No. That is the theme of today's podcast. Trying to research these things online comes up with very little info. <laughs> so, 
I spent so much time looking into this one because I was so mad about how little information there is. Every single article and video and everything that I read and watched, the only information they give about why people actually have different colored eyes is because of melanin. That's it. That's all they said. Sounds kind of racist to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's just because the thing that gives people like pigment in their selves is the reason why the pigment is different. And that infuriated me. But why, why is it different? It is different because it is not the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> the most interesting part of what research I was able to do was that the majority of every source for info I was able to find about heterochromia was articles and videos titled something along the lines of like how to develop or how to get heterochromia like in a child trying to produce no like in yourself for weebs (laughs) oh well can they get like tattoos or like injections in their eyes or something like that it's it's way dumber than that (laughs) okay is it like a bunch of carrots on one side of your mouth or something i wish no so not as stupid as that (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's probably more interesting of a way to do it than what they suggest. The number one suggestion was use contact lenses. Well, that doesn't do anything to your melanin. You're right. Now you see why I'm mad about them just saying it was only the melanin. Well, okay, so I would think, I mean, maybe it's one of those things that, like, doesn't have a lot of research because there's no, like, money in it. Uh, There would be no company that's like, yes, let's research this. Um, but I remember because nobody wants to get rid of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see someone like wanting their kid to have weird eyes because people are weird. But uh, I remember Livy in high school. You you remember like maybe it's not much of a story, but it was more like she walked up to Clay like first week of freshman year and was like, "Wow, you're tall. Are you a freshman? Yeah, I'm a freshman. But you're too tall to be a freshman. Yeah, but I'm a freshman." You're not a freshman. Yeah, I'm a freshman. You're not a freshman. So that, that was Libby. That girl had one, like, dark brown eye and then one, like, green-blue eye. Wildly pretty eyes. Very very sweet kind of nutty girl. But, hell, I still remember that girl's eye color and, like, nobody else's. Yeah, and that's why we celebrate today on June or July 12th. <laughs> So if you're out there, Libby, in our vast audience, I remember you a little bit. <laughs> you also worked at the counter, I think. It was some burger spot. Maybe it was the other burger spot. I don't know. You worked. You, you had burgers. You worked so. somewhere at some point and had <laughs> different eyes. <laughs> Man, that really makes me hope people remember me for something. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you remember Christian? Oh, yeah, he probably worked somewhere at some point and had eyes. <laughs> people, people often assume I have blue eyes because I'm blonde and they think I'm Aryan-looking. But, surprise! Maybe, maybe nope. you could use, use option two for developing heterochromia, according to these articles, which is... What's option two? Using different eyeshadows to bring out different colors in your eyes. That's not a thing! Like, that doesn't... like. How to be taller. Uh, wear stilts. Wear stilts. 
And second option, wear longer pants and then fold it underneath your shoes, thereby making yourself taller. Wear vertical stripes so you look taller. It's like, no, that doesn't make me taller. That makes me look taller, which is not the same. Yeah. Uh, But the third one was my favorite by far, because the first two are just dumb. And just like... Sorry, I I like to think of an, an NBA team like, guys... We really need need some wins this year. We lose all the time. Well, maybe if we were just taller. Genius. I've got an idea. New uniforms. Vertical stripes. Boom. <laughs> now we're taller. Yeah, it's exactly that. Except for so, the third option. So what's the third option? The third option is eye-dropping honey directly into one of your eyes. Oh. That sounds painful. Yeah, it does. Oh. Also, now, like, my eye feels all, like, gloopy, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, they actually give a reason for it, too. Apparently, honey has a small amount of hydrogen peroxide in its makeup. Yeah. So, it's essentially bleaching one of your eyes (laughs) with honey. Okay, I know this is a stupid question. I should absolutely know what this is. What exactly is hydrogen peroxide? Like, that's what's the thing that they put on cuts that, like, hurts like a motherfucker, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's super close to water. Just one less hydrogen. Oh, what, what does per stand for? For each. Wait, so, oh, like, one hydrogen per, per oxide. oxide. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so it's one oxygen, one hydrogen. They use it for a bunch of different kind of cleaning things. So that'd be... Like essentially twice as much oxygen per hydrogen as there would be in water, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. what else is hydrogen peroxide used for? Um, cleaning supplies. So it would be a bad idea to just like, I mean, with how bad that stuff hurts on cuts, like, yeah, yeah, just go ahead drop and guess that eye dropping that in your eye would hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. I'm pretty sure there's warning labels on. Hydrogen peroxide bottle with the say, don't don't put this on your eyes. <laughs> don't give yourself heterochromia. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what day it is, even if that yeah. day is today, <laughs> um, we're trying to celebrate July twelfth. Don't. Um. So, do they have any like examples of like people who have done that to their eyes and what it looks like? I kind of want to see that. That is the best part. No. Yeah, this is the least interesting, most frustrating thing to dig into. Got it, audience. I'm just as dissatisfied as you are. Yeah. (laughs) Their eyes aren't the only thing that are blue right now. Wow. There's a way to make that joke. That just wasn't it. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, Okay, so those are the only three ways to... Make, well, what, what about those, like, like aren't most huskies, like, one of them's got that, like, ice blue eye, and then the other one's, like, brown? I'm so happy you brought that up, because I was trying to find a way to segue that into the next thing we talk about. Yeah, huskies. That's what um, I'm here for. Yeah. Huskies are one of the most common heterochromia beings that exist. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that they know the reason why, and that reason is because they have two different colored eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to find something. They had to have at least figured out why it's so common in Huskies. So I specifically yes. looked up, like, why heterochromia in Huskies? And it says, yes. because melanin. Damn it! <laughs> okay, it's exactly what I expected. Yep. 
But why do they have more like differences in melanin in their eyes specifically? Unless I guess maybe if you like shaved them, they're like pink on one half and then like black on the other half. Maybe. And to bring it back to bears, uh, have you seen a shaved bear? I haven't seen a shaved Dude, bear. Okay, I wish we had like visual components because right now Google that shit. All right, all right, I'm on it. Google shaved bear. Ah, oh no. Dude, nightmare fuel. <laughs> Why is it like Why that? Why is it? <laughs> and if you've ever seen like a dog shave, and it's horrifying too. They're like weird and like gray and ugh. that. It's horrifying. Honestly, oh. I don't know why Hollywood pays CGI people to make werewolves. When you could just do a shaved bear. Yeah, when you could just bring a circus bear, the best bear, or a zoo bear, the other best bear, and shave it, and it looks like a yeah, werewolf. Yeah, but then you'd have a, you'd have a ruined circus bear. Also, that's making... Okay, have you noticed that like dudes these days all like have shaved chests because they're children? Um, it's like... When you get buff, it's like, well, I'm buff now. I gotta shave my chest. Even me, when I was stupid and I was working out a whole hell of a lot, and like, I was like, well, I'm starting to get buff. Maybe I should shave my chest. <laughs> like, I don't know why that's part of the process. It's like when we were swing dancing and everyone goes through the pretzel phase. Um, it, it's like a part <laughs> of getting fit. Maybe I should shave my chest. That's a joke that's really gonna connect with the audience. The pretzel phase of swing dancing. Which I know exactly what you mean. Well, the, hey, there, there's there's a good like two thousand people in the world that know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's our niche. Um, that's our target audience is, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, okay. So that's making me wonder. I'm like, would people look better all covered in fur? Because like dogs are horrifying covered in like without fur, and so are bears. So. It stands to reason. The hairier you are as a person, the cuter you are. True, unless you're a cat, and I stand by that. No, bald cats are disgusting. They look like scrotums with ears. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> How about you just take a photo of your scrotum? It'll last longer. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Heterochromia? Huskies and having different eye color because melanin. Oh, yeah. Duh. Speaking of things that come in different colors, let's stop talking about Jello. how... Yeah. Jello comes in different colors. If only we were talking about that. Talking about Jello. I learned a bunch about Jello. The one thing I was able to find any sort of information on, finally. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's first talk about gelatin, which I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about what's in it. Pecans. Just kidding. <laughs> that, joke, that joke sucked, and I was actually like, wait, for real? <laughs> no, that joke was just terrible. Uh, so it's basically livestock. It's boiled hooves and ears. Is that like a cartilage thing? Yeah, so it breaks down the cartilage, and then you take out all the actual physical pieces, and then you have all the like collagen and cartilage all soaked up in the water then it becomes all jiggly and back in the olden days it used to be a food that only royalty had access to because they had enough livestock to actually make it well okay so that that also just has me thinking it's like okay with hell like back to plastic bags like with petroleum byproducts okay you're trying to get 
like oil for your lamps, and then at some point combustible materials for you know engines and all that. Uh, and there were like a million byproducts, and there, which means it's just like okay, so we made the lamp oil, and now we've just got a bunch of extra shit laying over. Like hopefully someone wants to buy this shit. Um, so I bet you it was that. A bunch of extra hooves and ears. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, yeah, what, 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 like hot dogs, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's just like, how do, how do we package these hooves? Cause, you know, if, if, let's say you were like, hey, man, I have like 30,000 hooves. Do you want them? I'd be like, I mean, I guess. But if you're like, okay, $100 a hoof, I'd say you can go to hell. I'd be like, all right, all right, all right. How about a dollar a hoof? And I'd still be like, no, I, what? What am I going to do with hooves? And they were like, all right, fine, a penny a hoof. And I'd be like, okay, I will take those and do something with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wonder how, like, what people used hooves for before Jello. <laughs> and I wonder if the only reason Jello exists is because people are like, shit, what do we do with all these hooves? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I kind of like the idea of there just being like a barn and they open the door and just like, Hooves just come rolling like, oh no, hooves! What do we do with all of them? And Thomas C. Jello was like, I've got this. Gosh. <laughs> okay, wait, so ro- royalty was eating Jello, and like, first of no, all, no. how were they getting the refrigerant for Jello? So, the two main reasons why it was only royalty eating gelatin. I'm not even talking about Jello yet, just gelatin. Okay, and like, what were they using gelatin for? To make jiggly dishes that taste like hooves. Like, did not taste good at the time. It just was one of those royalty things where they're like, ooh, look at me oh, and yeah. my jiggly food. I bet you peasants <laughs> can't jiggle your food like this. Or bellies, because they were the only ones being fed properly. <laughs> yeah. So the two reasons why okay. only royalty were allowed or able to have it was, one, the amount of livestock it took to have enough hooves and ears to make it. And two, having a cool enough place to let the gelatin set. Yes. Yeah, because like ice has only been around for a hundred years. I mean, obviously people had ice, but I mean in like not cold time. Yeah. Like you needed a rail system for ice. Yeah. Which is part of the reason, fun fact, um, Europeans don't like ice in their soda or their wine or, you know, anything really. Like, they, ice is this, like, weird American thing. And Americans are like, give me ice in everything except beer for some reason. Like, that is the <laughs> one unaccepted... Oh, and milk. Although, like, I'm disgusted by the idea of ice and milk for no good reason. Same. Yeah. Ice and milk yeah. is a no-go. Yeah, I have no idea why, but that's, like, the grossest thing I can think of. Um, but, uh... Which, Ice in tomato soup and calling it a beverage, you know, freaking Bloody Marys. Ugh. Oh, um, right. But uh, yeah, so ice is a strictly American thing because we're a very like nation, and really our nation like developed an identity post industrialization, which is why we have ice in everything. Is because like ice was this like brand spanking new technology that uh. Uh, developed alongside our society and culture. Just toss it on trains and ship it anywhere. Well, they used to they used to actually like go up to lakes, like it was like a harvesting operation. 
it, it was like before refriger- refrigeration, they used ice as the refrigerant. Um, they yeah. would go up to the mountains and then like saw off frozen lakes, the tops of them, and like do their best to get the sticks and shit out of it. And then they'd like saw it into block and then put it on rails and then use that to like as long as they packed it really tight together, it actually wouldn't freeze. I mean, it wouldn't melt for a long time. And then you'd go down to your local ice store and you'd buy blocks of ice for your ice box, which is a refrigerator before refrigerant. So, yeah, back in the day, it was just kings that had ice from lakes. I'm so disappointed in my brain for trying its hardest to come up with a joke about blockbuster going out of business and there being something to do with blocks and going out of business like the ice block store <sighs> I'm so sorry <laughs> think there's much there I mean, like... I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> I mean I, I, I like the concept of like okay blockbuster went out of business and there's no longer ice block stores and like you would bust blocks of ice okay like I don't hate it but Making that witty is really it's it's above my pay grade, man. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna have to work on that one, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry. So people have these like jiggly blood puddings, I assume. Yeah, pretty much. And then we fast forward till like the late eighteen hundreds when somebody finally comes up with a use for it that's not disgusting, and it's developed by this cough syrup manufacturer who actually creates jello as it is now where he just dumps loads of sugar and flavoring into it the same flavoring that he was using for his cough syrup huh. what what color was it i wonder that's a good question like, part of what makes jello good is that it's like a ridiculous color yeah because if it's just like that like poofy color <laughs> that's that's probably pretty unappetizing yeah, I feel like the most iconic colors for Jello are green and red. Yeah, okay, wait, okay. Now, now I've got a question. Turkish Delights, which I only know about because they looked delicious in uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, those seem to have gelatin in them, right? I believe so. And those seem like an old-school-ass dessert that would like be around for like Turkish royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, so, <laughs> how are you the research guy? <laughs> Alright, you're gonna bring up Turkish delights and expect me to know anything about it other than it was in Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. <laughs> well also, come on, it that, that seems like a proto jello. It does. I know that it's got a bunch of nuts in it. it doesn't have any That's... nuts in it. Yeah, come on, man. What do you uh, mean it doesn't have any nuts in it? Dates back 500 years or more to the Ottoman Empire. Like, we're talking Ottoman Empire here, bro. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. People, 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 people align to me. Um, history. Monster, I have to edit this. Why? No, no, this is interesting. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, in Basakap, something, in 1777... Which is actually way less old than I expected it to be. So it does seem to be pretty on uh, on timeline with your jiggly royalty puddings. Yeah. All right. All right. You, you, you win this one. 
Also, I'm pretty sure there's not nuts in it. Pretty sure there's nuts in it. I'm like 99% positive there's no nuts in it. Alright, viewers, email us at <laughs> whatdayistodaypodcast <laughs> at gmail.com Tell us if Turkish Delight has nuts in it, because I'm not Googling it. <laughs> well, our one viewer that's going to listen to this later is looking it up right now. <laughs> so the gelatin. I think it does have gelatin. So this cough syrup manufacturer. Oh, well, shit. Okay, this whole thing's useless because turns out traditional Turkish Delight does not have gelatin. <laughs> and you get mad at me for not knowing anything <laughs> about it? <laughs> right, we're keeping all of that in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you won. That's the because only way to get it out of there. Uh, hey, guess what? Doesn't have nuts in it, jackass. Are you gonna send it to the email? Okay, sometimes. Okay, sometimes it's garnished with almonds, but all right. Sometimes it's not. So you know, kiss my ass. <laughs> okay, continue. Now that we've been talking about something that has nothing to do with gelatin for the last ten minutes, you win because it sometimes doesn't have nuts. Well, you win because it sometimes does. I guess technically, like, any dish could sometimes have nuts when I you put nuts so. in it. Oh, so this guy who has Jello as a product, he's a cop does tea, does tea Does tea have nuts in it? Probably sometimes. Yeah, when you're not looking, wink. Oh, gross. And... <laughs> no, but no, okay, so there's this place by my house that has, like, uh, like some sort of Mediterranean country version of tea. It's, like, weirdly sweet. And it has pine nuts in it, which was, like, weirdly good. I like doing and stuff in my beverages. But, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say tea has nuts, but that particular tea had nuts in it that one time. So you're saying they put pine nuts in it while you weren't looking? <laughs> Is that what the yes. joke was? <laughs> no, no, the whole thing, like, yeah, it was dipping nuts in, yeah, you, you know what the joke was. So on with gelatin. So this guy who's a cough syrup manufacturer makes this delicious, sweet, jiggly food and has no clue what to do with it. He's like, I uh-huh. make cough syrup. I don't know how to market this thing. And so... He should have come to our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he decides to sell it to a company that would end up being General Foods and then also being General Foods slash Kraft, who now owns Jello. Our... Craft and General... Wait, General Foods, is that like General Mills, or are those two separate organizations? Two separate things. Okay, and Craft is separate from General Foods as well, right? Uh, now they're, they're the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Acquisitions, great. Yep. Uh, so the Coffster manufacturer sold his patent for an equivalent of today's money, $14,000. Because he patented Jell-O, wanted to get it off of his plate. <laughs> Much like most people that have Jello on their plate, I know exactly where you're going with that, and I was like, "Don't go there." <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I had to do it. He's fire off recording, folks. <laughs> uh, and three years later, the revenue being brought in each year was an equivalent to seven point four million dollars. Wait, in, within one year? Uh, within three years. Okay. Well, I mean, also they actually had distribution. Even if that guy held on to that patent, he couldn't have done anything with it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so like he made his $14,000 adjusted for inflation, and yeah, they took Jell-O and ran with it. And during the Great Depression, they marketed the heck out of Jell-O, and in all their advertisements, because Jell-O's so weird, mm-hmm. they 
gave tips and recipes for how to use it and what to put in it and what to do with it. I suppose that would be like xanthan gum. Like I've seen it in a million uh, like YouTube videos of like random fucking crap, like binging with Babish type stuff. But I'm pretty adventurous with cooking stuff, and I would be like, I am afraid to buy that stuff. Like I don't know what to do with it. It seems like yeah. a waste. Yeah. So they did a super good job marketing it yeah. during that time because nobody had any money, and they're like, Hey, check out this super inexpensive thing, and here's exactly what you can do to make it edible. <laughs> Did it like already have the flavorings and stuff, like the cherry flavor or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically the same as it is today. Current day Jello. Yeah. Oh, it's the same as it is today. Today being July the 12th, 12th of July. <laughs> or you can celebrate. What day is it today? The same uh, shit. <laughs> today is a day that Jello's the same as it was 100 years ago. High quality entertainment, folks. It's infotainment for you. So the thing that I learned most about Jell-O throughout the years now is all of their marketing has been really awesome in the short term and then comes back to bite them hard. They're like, oh man, you know what's what's a good thing to call <laughs> shit. Trying to bring up <laughs> ad podcalypse again. <laughs> no. No, I'm trying to make it racist. <laughs> oh no. Those goddamn jigglers over there. <laughs> well, you're saying it like the marketing came to bite them in the ass, so I'm like trying to think like what's the dumbest like oh. aged aged poorly possible marketing campaign. And it would be like, oh man, you you don't you, you don't want to associate with those damn jigglers over there, so you'd better eat it. <laughs> He's also okay, funny well, here off there. <laughs> I'm afraid to go all in. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so sorry. Well, what are some of their old ass? Uh, So during World War II, they started to market as like a creative way to use rationed goods because Jell-O's super cheap. Okay. And it's not rationed. Right, yeah. So World War II was when the idea of Jell-O salads came around where it's just a bunch of junk floating around in (laughs) Jell-O. Yep. Yeah, because you, you only get one orange, so you may as well make that orange stretch. Yep, that's exactly it. So then it started to really be seen as, oh, this is the super cheap food that nobody wants to eat, but it's a good way to make your rations spread. Were, were people actually, like, enjoying, like, let's say someone brought it to, like, a potluck, were people, like, eating it? Or was it, like, that episode of the first season of the simpsons where everybody brought a jello type dessert because someone accidentally said that mr burns likes that goopy gelatinous garbage (laughs) yeah so the interesting thing there is it actually was a big deal around world war ii where if you were to go to like a house party kind of thing and you were the one bringing a dessert you were way more likely to bring Jello because one, all the ads were like, "A good housewife makes a Jello salad for dessert." Oh, plus, uh, oh, uh, uh, Eunice is that is that a name? Uh, Enos, probably. What's, what's, Gertrude, Miriam? how about that one? Yeah, Miriam and Gertrude, the the ideal housewife, the ideal <laughs> homemaker brings a Jello dessert. Yes, so it's also another way to not use your flour rations on your greedy friends <laughs> yeah the have your cake and eat it too thing yeah so it ended up kind of biting. you can have your jello and eat it too yeah 
So it ended up kind Wait, of... Wait, why did that bite him in the ass? Because then suddenly after all the rationing was done, nobody wanted Jello anymore because it was the cheap, gross stuff. Oh, it's like bringing Carnation girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is hilarious because the beginnings of gelatin was it was only for the highest elite people. Oh, uh, that does remind me. A uh, little, little fun fact here. Uh, oysters uh, used to be like the poor man's food. Same thing with lobster. You could just like, you know, you basically like walk down to the, you walk down to the little like bayside and you just like punch it in the face and then it's like, boom, get in my mouth. Yeah. Um, and that was more the case for oysters than it was for lobsters. Lobsters tended to fight back. But um, when, when it came to oysters, at least in New York, like they were pretty all over the place, man. And this is like around the time of industrialization. So pollution was bad, but not the worst. So uh, you'd walk down there to the bay. And since you were like super broke living in a ten- uh, like tenement with like 30 other people, uh, couldn't afford food. So you walk down to the bay, you punch an oyster in the mouth. And then like, there you go. You got oysters in your mouth. But nowadays, oysters have like, some same thing with bone marrow, where like it was a byproduct that was useless and nobody wanted. Uh, pork belly, same same thing. Where like now all of those things are for like, ooh, do you have bone marrow tacos? Like give me give me that. And they're like that'll be forty dollars, and you're like that's the price for garbage jelly in the middle of bones on a taco. Um, but like back in the day, you couldn't give that shit away. Yeah, yeah. It's now it's weird that it's royalty the... food. Yeah, it's the opposite of what happened to gelatin. So, as I said, it's exactly the same in which it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting around, like, the 80s, 90s. And, and today. Oh, man, I was saying the exact same thing. Right? That, right? Thank you, radio. <laughs> uh, I don't even think that's a real thing anymore. I think that would just be considered oldies, which is upsetting. Yeah, but we're kids, though. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we have Pokemon cards somewhere. I'll also, I'm gonna plug my thing in. Let me know if it's terribly buzzed. Okay, is it is it awful? Pretty bad. Yeah. Well, keep going. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll figure it out. It's episode two. Nobody's gonna listen to this one anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna listen to this, but which is probably for the best. Bunch of yep. jigglers. <laughs> Don't want to be like them. Eat your jello. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was going with that. Come on. <laughs> yep. Um, so when like the '80s, '90s, and today came around. They started marketing it as a health food, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but because like it was low in calories per like square foot. <laughs> now it was back when low fat was the diet thing. Uh, oh yeah, sugar was fine, but fat was the yeah because fat has way more calories per gram. But like, does fat have similar calories per gram of sugar? No, no. Protein and carbs are the same, and fat is higher. It's more calorically dense. Yeah, but like, what about sugar? Isn't sugar like wildly calorically dense, and that's like one of the reasons I it? Because like when I when I was like eating properly, I suppose, I like basically, if you can avoid carbs, it's somewhat helpful. If you can avoid like oil, it's hugely helpful. Like it's almost impossible to like eat enough food if you don't eat like like butter, oil. Like, hell, like a, a teaspoon of olive oil, like nuts, how, how, how calorically dense it is. Yeah. Um, and same thing with sugar. Like, if you didn't eat sugar, it's just like, well, shit, I could eat like 50 steaks. I still won't eat, it still won't be enough food for the day. Yeah. But anyway, the jello thing. 
Sorry. I'm sure. Hey, I've been getting a lot of questions about my diet recently, and I thought I'd inform you guys. Um, so Jello was like, look at us. We're a fat-free food. We're so healthy for you. Which I like the whole idea of Jello like collagen, though. But isn't collagen kind of fat? I guess I've never heard anybody make fun of a horse for having fat hooves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was another one of the things that ended up being decent marketing in the short term and then immediately after now everybody thinks as thinks jello as like ew health food gross i don't want that that it's like sugar-free jello like disgusts me as a concept yeah yeah and then they came out with sugar-free jello when they were also trying to be healthy in that way too yeah you know actually okay yeah you're making a good point because like yeah i i kind of avoid jello now just because i've like i've had sugar-free jello and it like like I'm it's revolted terrible. by it. Yeah, and yeah, like like the 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 place, the Mongolian barbecue place you always like to go to. Like they have yeah. sugar free jigglers and Jello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they started marketing them essentially solely as children's oh. food. How about this? Here, here's another one for your theory. Uh, then they started using Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yes. It's inseparable from Jell-O pudding pops. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why... When was the last time you had a Jell-O pudding pop? Never. Same. Although, technically, that sounds pretty delicious. It sounds better than just a cup of Jell-O. <laughs> which is yeah, the well, amount of... They're the type of Jell-O I've had. Think about, like, a frozen popsicle-shaped, like, vanilla pudding. Sounds actually awesome. It does sound pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, like, why aren't we eating that all the time? And it's because rape <laughs> is my best bet. I don't think Bill Cosby has any sway over my particular thoughts on Jello. I no, I, I no. Hold on, I'm being like seriously. Uh, I, I'm I'm being completely earnest here. Guaranteed, the reason why Jello pudding pops are not, like, a cultural touch, like, a, a staple in, like, today's diet. has to do with Bill Cosby becoming not popular. Definitely possible. I learned that Bill Cosby's endorsement by Jell-O... Yeah. Endorsement of Jell-O? By Jell-O? Both. Whatever. They endorsed each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was a 29-year endorsement deal, and it is Get one the fuck of... out of here. It is one of the longest-running endorsement deals of any celebrity and product in the history of the U.S. And that was a great idea until it wasn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is let that be a lesson to the rest of you companies. That's the story of Jello, right there. Oh, that was a great idea until it wasn't. <laughs> Wait. So, uh, when did that deal start? I have no idea. <laughs> it's taking me forever to find out. Oh my God! This <laughs> this this should be quick. Okay. Um, when did Cosby Yeah, How'd you find out it was 29 years? That is wildly interesting. Yeah, that was one of the few videos or, and or articles that I read and watched. Uh, starting, dude, get better at Google. Uh, Cosby famously promoted Jell-O products starting in 1974 with his work talking up Jell-O pudding pops at 1979, attaining a con- iconic status. So, uh, let's see, that would be... Okay, so that was, Oh, no, that was over way before he became 
not like Persona Non Grata. Um, it was done by two thousand three. Yeah. Right. Twenty nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you know, not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy that any person is endorsing a product for that long. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like what is a product I'd be totally comfortable as a um, as a sixty year old being like, still love it. You know. Um, <laughs> no teeth. Still love it. <laughs> no teeth. Yeah, you don't need teeth to enjoy Jello. Oh, I thought you meant the product not having teeth. Like, as in, like, oh, man, my favorite thing is to not have teeth. If it were a product, I'd buy it all the time. Now um, in varieties such as sugar-free and teeth-free. I think you're misunderstanding my misunderstanding of your statement. <laughs> I'm saying that I thought you were saying that, like, no teeth was a product. Like, it's like, hey, how about have you tried not having teeth? Like, give us $50 and you won't have teeth anymore. You're right. I don't understand your misunderstanding. Okay, moving on from that. Um, like, I'm trying to think of like a product that I'd be happy to endorse. I like wouldn't regret it 30 years from now. Um, yeah. Now Santa hats are probably gonna be racist at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah, you can't I trust mean, anything for 29 years. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, okay, I'm just looking around my room at stuff, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I see a Santa hat and. Why do I have a Santa hat sitting out? Because I need to clean up, that's why. Um, yeah, those are definitely going to be like, oh, they're terrible for reasons. They're oppressive. Oh, uh, leopard print sheets. There, I endorse those forever. I like that. Yeah, I love that we are two for two for bringing up leopard print sheets. Did I bring them up last time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you did. They're always on my mind. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes. Uh, although, with my luck, uh, two years from now, Harvey Weinstein will, like, they'll show his prison cell, and it'll be like, oh, man, I just love my leopard print pillow. Like, that's my prized possession. And I'm going to be like, no! Like, when I try to make saying spiffy a thing, and some kind of play said it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that made spiffy way less cool immediately. <laughs> like, well, also, it didn't make any sense. I, I, I don't remember if you remember exactly how it happened, but I, okay. Anyway, so like in middle school, I was try. It was like trying to make fetch happen. Like I tried to make the word spiffy a thing. Like oh man, it's, oh it's so spiffy. Oh it's spifferifferu. Um, and we went to one of those weird like field trip play things, and there was a character who was like an insufferable nerd, and the whole idea is that he was like a dork and uncool, and halfway through the play. Someone says something to him like, why are you such a loser? And then he just kind of like stares at him. And then he looked at the audience and said, Biffy. And then he left the stage. And I was like, what? <laughs> he ruined and everyone looked at me and it's, they're like, Chris is just like that idiot on stage. And I was like, what? Why did you say that word? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. I feel like once we get going and have enough episodes of this and enough stories told, everybody's going to understand how bizarre it is that the world is actually out to get you <laughs> in such weird, specific ways. Yeah, like, that one, I think that might be one of my first experiences of, like, the world is, it, it's like the Truman Show. It's just, like, <laughs> things revolve around me, but not in, like, a fun way, just in a really, like, 
things don't make sense sort of way, you know? Yeah. But all those all those jigglers are out to get you. Well, that's one we probably don't even have to force because it's such a good <laughs> racist sounding term. Oh, and they're probably from the real place that's referred to as the Jello Belt. What? Yeah, yeah, around Utah is referred to as the Jello Belt, which is the like only place that still buys a crazy amount of Jello products. Huh. I wonder if it has to do with their lack of alcohol consumption in some way. Yeah, yeah. I, from the little bit of like Jello Belt info I was able to find, it was basically because Jello is so hard pushing the like family friendly snack. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, how did it ever become like a family friendly snack? It's like it's foods and sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jello for when you want to instill values in your family that they just hoof it. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I suppose that's probably the most likely. Yeah, yeah, but it's also wacky Mormons that the only other people that buy Jello anymore are the people who are specifically using it for alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, why are Jello shots a thing? They're gross. Yeah, I stupid and fear way to make alcohol and like. Every time, like, okay, it was like graduation season not too long ago, um, and all of my friends that like graduated from Tulane, all were like, "Oh yeah, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're, oh, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Oh, well, I'd love to go, but like, I'm busy making Jello shots. Like, ew, <laughs> nobody likes those. Those are like only for like inferior Vegas places that specialize in bachelorette parties." And gay clubs. They, like, walk around. Do you remember Badlands? Yeah, it was Badlands. They, like, walk around with those trays on dollar drink night. They're like, jello shots, get your jello shots, here's a jello shot. They're like, nah, I really don't want that. They're like, it's in a test tube. And you're like, ooh, if it's in a test tube, that makes it somehow less gross. And I'm like, oh, it's dollar drink night. It must not be that bad, although jello shots are always bad, even if they're only a dollar. And then they're like, surprise, bitch, it's dollar drink night, except this isn't a drink, it's a jello. That'll be $5 per. Like you're somebody, you're a hypothetical of somebody selling you hooves. They're like, what if we grind them up and boil them and put sugar in them and then put them in a test tube? Then would you take a dollar per hoof? Only if it's, only if you trick me into paying five for it. <laughs> oh. And that was July 12th. what day it is today. <laughs> <laughs> that is what day it is today. July 12th. It is National Pecan Pie Day. It is Eat Your Jello Day. It is also Eat Your Je- Eat Your Jello Day. Um, so nah. there you go for that. And something about bears, probably. Um, and National Different Colors Day. And something about paper bags. Paper bag day. Heads. Paper bag day. That's what day it is. National Simplicity Day. Live like the bears. Live like the bears. Don't bother reading Thoreau. You got all the information you'll ever need about Thoreau from us, Christian and, Freed. And pecan pie. You've got all the information that exists about pecan pie today on <laughs> July 12th. Um, no, you got it from Christian Freed and Branson Freed, not pecan pie. But you got the information <laughs> on pecan pie. We, we will work on our... Uh... Yeah, yeah, let's just end this. <laughs> we need an outro song.